G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're at round four, live Q&A. Now we are brought to you by Game Day Squad. So create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win today. Download the app or just head over to gamedaysquad.com.au. Helping me too over the next hour. Good my main man, Riley. Riley, how are you, mate? Good, TK. Been a busy week, but I tell you what, the biggest issue this week is head noise for me, I reckon. I kept the chin. <laughs> I didn't bend him unlike yourself, so do I go him? Uh the Thursday night captain curse, or do I look at a safe 60 like Haas uh, is the only uh, toss-up at the moment? Well, man, I'm telling you, right outside, it looks like the end. Is, the world is ending here in Sydney, mate. It is absolutely bucketing down, so it could be a very interesting game for Nathan Cleary, especially he's probably got a bit of head noise, right, Riles, because he got sent <laughs> off last game, mate, for spear-tackling Dylan Brown. Well, I could double down on a bit of a narrative here and the chin bounces back from his send-off last time, uh, Combank, and then, yeah, my team bounces back and, according to Rowie, hopefully we can stay inside the top 30,000 again this week. How good are Rowie's comments? I love it when Rowie comments. So, ladies and gentlemen, get your questions in now. Me and Rolls will be answering it for the next hour or so. But for all our New Zealand supporters, so we'll be over in New Zealand. I will be flying out on Saturday. If anyone's actually around on Saturday, just message the actual inbox because... Me, Shooter, Kyle, and Jay Warrior will be definitely on the drink somewhere. So come join us at the pub, but we'll definitely be on Sunday. That is at Garrison Public House, which is at Sylvia Park, Auckland. Plenty of prizes that the pub has given us on the day. So we'll be doing a Warriors trivia on the day, we'll be doing a preview, and plenty of banter on that day as well. So it's only a couple of Ks out from Mount Smart Stadium. Just hit me up if you want to know exactly where it is. So entry is free, just buy your own beers, and we'll be there from 12, live podcast at 1 p.m. So come get involved. But Riley, trades for the week, mate. What are you looking at? Well, I'm super keen on Turbo, but the issue is I don't have anyone that get to him. My only option was Tricky Trindle and Cotter. Uh, Cotter is a clear sell this week. Yep. I I don't want to sell Tricky just due to that negative BE. Literally just needs to step on the field and he's going to earn 20K instantly. So I'm going to keep him and look to pun him next week, make a downgrade there. For that reason, I've had to go Walshy, just a little bit cheeky, and I'm super keen on Kepi. Backing up what you boys talked about on Tuesday as well, uh, just trying to extend the depth of your squad. I think Kepi's a great one to add another quality scoring player to my bench and ideally would be a great, I suppose, 18th man to play most weeks. When you are going to regularly have players on a bye, mm. I can pick up points and make up ground on those leading coaches. Yeah, I like that. Now, mate, I've gone tricky to Johnson and I just don't really have a choice like you do. And then second trade I've done is Talau to Sloan. So what I'm thinking is, same thing, low break even on Dory. What do you reckon rolls tonight? Do you think you'll play that 50 minutes? Because when you have a look at the para bench, only two mids on there, but they haven't been playing relatively big minutes. We know how well Ryan Madison does play in the middle. Are we thinking that maybe Dory comes on at 30, maybe plays out 50 anyway? I think Andy pretty much hit, it, hit the nail on the head last night by saying... Uh, Maddo does prefer playing that 13. He has openly said that at Para. They've had three uh, forwards in RCG, Hopgun, and Paulo play big minutes across the first three rounds. So mm. I think he's definitely going to come to that middle rotation, and I suppose we'll see a reduction in those three boys' minutes. And that does leave room for Dory to come on and play, I suppose, 40 to 50 minutes on that edge. We've seen in uh, the three starts so far, even though uh, last round against the Eagles was injury-affected, he hasn't played 80 minutes, so I think that's definitely one um, something to watch this week, and it's why I have held Dory, just with that potential he could come on and play that 50 minutes and still generate quite easily 100K. Yeah, what I'm thinking, Rolls, is like if I punt Talau, because Talau's not playing and he's not going to be playing for a relatively long time, like the minimum risk on Dory that he comes in and just hits his break even and then we can just trade him out next week, right? At least he's a chance of making money. I'd rather kind of make 20, 30K tonight and then reassess kind of where he's at. And like you said before, building squad, he is a number for round 13 as well. So that's kind of in my thoughts as well. The fact that, you know, I don't expect him to hit too big a number in round 13, but he still is a number. So Definitely. And I suppose backing up, um, your point again there, I punted to Leo as well this week, thank goodness. But that allowed me to shift Isaac Thompson back to my emergencies as well. So he's not, I suppose, 
an emergency for all coaches. Again, it adds a little bit more depth to my squad, and he does cover wing, fullback, and centre. So I think that might be a great play for me moving forward. Lower break even this week after I finally, thank goodness, scored a try. Let's hopefully – I might put my podcasting career on the line and for it to <laughs> – at least one try this weekend. Uh, Two for Corbin's best bet, hopefully. Yeah, let's rip it into some questions here. So, Alex Poo, Pow, Pow. How do you reckon you pronounce that? P U G H. So, that's an interesting one. Pow, I reckon I'm going to say. Who to play in the last emergency? Dory, Cheekam, Trindle, Sh- uh, Smith Shields, or Katoa? Interesting one here, Rolls, because they reckon that Katoa's out tomorrow night. Now, Smith Shields hasn't been lighting the field up at all. Tricky, he might be lucky to see 10, 15 minutes. Chico's been dropped to the bench, but they do expect him to play some minutes with Colin Matangi moving into the middle. And the same thing with Dory, we expect him to get some minutes there. That's a really interesting one. For me, I'd pick between Dory and Chico, but your thoughts? Yeah, similar thoughts to you, TK. If Katoa is out, that is probably actually quite handy for a few coaches, because those that do have Katoa in their teams and do have 21 red dots... It does give you a loop option this week, which is something I was chasing, uh, not having to allow. So that could be handy. Uh, In terms of your best option on your last bench spot, I'd probably consider Dory there. There's probably a little bit more room for him to get bigger minutes in that Parramatta team. You see Arthur hasn't been real keen on using a lot of bench players, but Dory has been earmarked as that starting right edge. Mm. And there is a potential for him to play potentially 60 minutes, if not 40 to 50 on that right edge. So yeah. i definitely go Dory, even though his PPM is a little bit lower. I just see more upside in him. Yeah, given what we saw last week too, Rolls, with him kind of limping off, it's a good sign that he's actually playing tonight. So it must mean that mm. he's back at full strength. Now, next question, Kai Spence. Thoughts on Sutton and Kepi to bank some cash? Now, I know that you're bringing Kepi in this week, but Ryan Sutton, I think, has been really, really good, Rolls. He's averaging 43. He's actually a pot at the moment with a... Uh, owner of 2.4%. You know, I don't think he's making a huge amount of money, but he's consistent. He does have job security. For me, I wouldn't be trading him out just on those aspects. But what's your thoughts on that one, Ross? I wouldn't be trading him out on just on those aspects either, TK. But the problem for me with Sutton is his lack of run meters, 91 in round one, 91 in round two, plus 68 in round three. So mm. I just see a lack of, I suppose, attacking upside offensively for Sutton. I wouldn't be keen on trading him out uh, at this point in time, but if you did have no other spot fires in your team, potentially do see Sutton as a decent option to go to Kepi and bank some cash, especially with the dogs. They'll get a few uh, boys back in the next couple of weeks. You've got TPJ coming back. RFM's moved to the middle now full-time, so uh, more middle minutes there will potentially be taken off Sutton as well. So I actually do like that trade, but I wouldn't – um, trade Sutton out if you didn't have any other spot fires. Nice. Now, next question is from Epirama. Big shout out to him. Evening, lads. Worth trading out Nakore to Turbo or Bird to shore up the centers? Also, should I trade Tanner? Teddy, this is a really interesting one because I have both these guys have come up on the radar heaps this week, Rolls. Now, for me, just breaking this down with Teddy, why don't we look at Teddy first? Because for me, I think he's a premium asset and I know that he's lost a lot of money, but if we trade him out now, I feel... We're going to try and pick him up later in the season. So for those that hold him, I feel should hold because we know that he's got the track record of bouncing back. Even though that he's only averaging, I think it was in that high 30s, the fact of the matter is he hasn't scored a try yet. So there's going to be a, a you know a period of time when the Roosters settle and he does go on a bit of a run. He averages 39. But what's your thoughts on Teddy there, mate? Definitely. And I'll throw, put Burton in a similar boat there too, TK. You started with these two players at the start of the season because they were guns and season-long keepers. So Mm. you're going to waste a trade to get rid of them out of your squad to start with at this point in time. Then you're going to need to use another trade to potentially bring him back into the end of the season. So I just hold fire with Teddy there. He will uh, bounce back at some point. It's just a matter of when. The buy could potentially be uh, good for the Roosters this weekend. See Manu's um, taking a little bit to warm into the season. So just a week, I suppose, just to relax and then kick back into gear uh, next week and for Teddy to bounce back. Yeah, let's tackle the next part of this. So in the core rate of Turbo or Bird, you know, we know how scintillating Bird, uh, Turbo and Bird are at the moment in terms of form, but I, I do think this is a bit of a luxury trade considering that Nakore is actually averaging 44 here rolls. Are we trying to conserve trades considering it's round four? That's one thing I potentially have picked up this week, TK, just through Team Doctor. And just quickly, a big shout-out to all those people that have seen their teams in. The support's been absolutely phenomenal. 
this week. Sorry. Um, sorry if I haven't got to your team yet. I will do my best to get there. There's been a stack. But I do agree with you saying that is a luxury trade at the moment, TK. At the moment, a lot of people do have stags as um, sort of a gun option in their centres. You do have Miller as well. At the moment, you probably do want three potential keepers, reliable scorers in those positions. But I wouldn't go, I suppose, just making a trade for the sake of it now and getting Nakora out for Turbo in. I just see that as a bit of a luxury and just uh, play it out a little bit. Bird could also end up in the second row next week as well if BMM doesn't um, pull his finger out. So... Just watch that and I think maybe wait a week or two. If you were going to go on someone, though, I'd go Nakora to Turbo, but luxury and I'd consider holding. Yeah, I wouldn't mind actually watching Turbo a week considering they've got the Rabbitohs this week. Mm. Like, I know they had Parramatta last week who are the grand finalists from last year, but I think Parramatta are a different team from last year as well. I think South's, again, you know, they're one and two as well, but I think they're a little bit better proposition at the moment than Parramatta. They do go on after Newcastle. They do hit Penrith and Melbourne as well. Turbo also does usually get rested during the origin period as well. So I think you just got to be careful on that one. Give him another week. I think that's a luxury trade at this stage. Now, next question here, Riley. Luke Edgerton. So, hey, fellas. Selling tricky for Lemu Elu. Worried that I'll miss that last Trindle cash rise. It's an interesting one. I know that you're holding it. So you've got two things that you can break down here, right? There's no doubt that Tricky Trindle is in their 17 best players. The other thing is... Because of the risk of Nico Hines coming back, they need a halfback on the bench just in case mid-game he gets injured. However, Tricky can actually play in the middle. He can also play at number nine. So realistically, given his form, you would have to think that he's going to get rewarded some, sometime probably between... Pat picked it up on last year. He played 17 minutes on average off the interchange bench. So you'd have to expect somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes. Also with the fact that he's underplaying Cameron McInnes at the moment. So he should be able to pick those minutes up. Now, is he kind of overplaying this? Like, if you would have had the choice of shoring up your centres for a few weeks with Lemu Elu here, Riley, or Tricky, I'm probably in the boat of going Lemu Elu because I think right now he's in really good form and at least for the next month you're going to get a safe centre. But what's your thoughts? I tend to agree with you there, TK. And the other thing you need to consider is if you got Lemu Lemu in your team, well... There's probably a 40 to 45 points per week you're going to have in your starting side yep. who's reliable. I wouldn't be picking him up to play him on your scoring bench. I don't see uh, that trade as, I suppose, having potential upside. I'd look to someone like Kepi. But if you're going to put Lemon Lemon in your centres, uh, definitely lock it in, I think, and shore it up. You could shift someone such as Harley Smith Shields back to your emergency zone who hasn't started the season super strong. So, Gaining an extra 20 points per week at this time of the year is absolutely crucial and is going to get you up higher up the ranks and come end of the season. Uh, it'll definitely help you. Priced at mid 400s too. He's a great pickup this week. Yeah, I think so too. All right, next question, Damon De Silva. Hey, guys, how are you doing tonight? Very well. Hope you are too, Damo. Now, I have the money to go up to Grant, but is Robson a better option considering the late buy and no origin? This is an interesting one, right, Riley, because we're thinking about maybe picking up Jaden Bradley in a couple of weeks, right, when his price comes down. The thing with Robbo, in, especially during these buy rounds, you have to pick between them because the way that the rules are at the moment you have to field the team, your starting team. So effectively, if you have two gun hookers, which is effectively Grant, and then I wouldn't call Braley a gun, but just to maybe a tier under, there's a chance that during that buy round when you've been smart, you're actually not able to play Braley. So it's one of those things that I actually think that Grant is a slightly better player than Robson. Robson's in great form. Probably carrying the... Would you say that Robson's probably carrying the Cowboys in terms of like what we're seeing out of the Cowboys at the moment, mate? He, he's definitely, I suppose, a lot has relied on him early season, TK. I don't think the drink water suspension has been super helpful to their attack. I was watching last week. Dearden doesn't sort of normally uh, come around the back of shape on the right-hand side. That was some change I saw. Mm. And Chester was playing predominantly on the left. So I see a little bit of a change in their attack to accommodate Chester coming into the side as a rookie. So potentially a lot more ball going through the middle through Robson there uh, to start the season, yeah. Yeah, nice. Next question is, oh, sorry, we should probably answer this one. Should he go up to Grant, but is Robson a better option? Let's pick between, let's both pick. I'm going to say that Harry Grant is the better option, but Robert, uh, but Riley, what do you reckon? I'm going to go Grant too because I was talking to my mate Corbs on Saturday about our mid-strategy, <laughs> and I had Harry Grant, Reed Marnie, 
and Reese Robson, Reese Robson, sorry, as my three options. I gave Reese Robson the flick just because of the kick meters uh, that he hasn't registered yet this season. I see that as an extra scoring area for Marnie. He does have the attacking ability at a uh, dummy half. Plus, he also does have huge tackle counts. I'm just hoping this missed tackled um, isn't going to creep into his game and I suppose nerf his net tackle count because last year that really hurt me and it really hurt his overall scoring as well. So something to watch. But if you've got the cash, definitely go to Grant. Nice. Now, Ryan CB, captain choices here, Haas or Robson. Now, the way I break this down, Riley, and I was nearly going to go Haas because I think he's going to go huge against the Dolphins tomorrow. But... I like my captain to be on the field for 80 minutes. So I've gone Harry Grant. So out of these two, I know that Haas is probably the safer choice, but I wouldn't mind going Robson because I know Robson's going to be on the park for 80 minutes. So what's your thoughts? I think Robson could potentially be another schoolboy error, TK. Like we went with Hopgood after these uh, two outstanding performance and we were backing him home um, in round three. But just... With Robson, that 42 in round two against the Broncos is concerning for me. 48 tackles for three misses, one error and 43 metres gained. If he does not register those attacking stats, he is going to struggle. He had no tackle bus in that game and his run metres were down compared to last week against the NZ boys, Waz. So I'd play it safe, especially at this time of year, and go with Haas. Yeah, I wish I did that last week because... Yeah, unfortunately, Hopgood let us down. Next question, Dominic Thompson have two loopers here and playing one out of Sonny Luke, Warbrick and Harley. This is an interesting one. Riley, I expect Warbrick against the Tigers. I've got a feeling that Melbourne have really they, – they can't lose another game. Like when you think about kind of what they've done right now and you think about them losing two on the trot versus the Tigers three on the trot, I reckon they're getting more chance of winning tomorrow than the, Storm, uh, than the Tigers are. And Warbrick – I know the first two games he's been pretty good. Didn't have a great game last week, but the ball really hasn't been travelling his way. But the thing is, Munster's going to be taking over. So if Munster was going to be kicking and he'd be putting up some bombs, realistically, he's probably going to be putting up bombs to the right, given he's a left footer, then back to his own left edge. So I'm going to tip Warbrick to use his size tomorrow to get a couple of tries. And I think I'm going to be looping Warwick, Warbrick tomorrow because I've got Sammy Walker. But out of those three, I've got Warbrick, and then I probably, because Harley Smith-Shields is a starter, I'd probably pick him, because I'm, I'm just not sure what Sonny Luke, I want to actually buy Sonny Luke, but I probably need to see him for another couple of weeks. But what's your kind of rating, rate him one to three out of that, that lot there, Riley? I definitely think Warbrick is your best option there, TK. Storm back down to Melbourne, Belly 8 would have put an absolute rocket under them this week. I think they're, was it Andy said they're ranked the 15th best best defensive team in the comp so far this season. He would not be happy with that. Melbourne have set some pretty big standards over the last, or I suppose, since they come into the comp. So definitely looking for a bounce back from the storm there. And I can see Warwick uh, getting a few rewards there on that right edge. Sonny Luke's probably the interesting one. I'm potentially going to put him second just for that upside in that uh, Panthers team. Even though he is the backup dummy half, I do see his minutes increasing um, throughout the season. He does have that attacking upside as well. See Penrith, they look, I suppose, so much more creative and another dimension of attack when he's in at half. So Ivan's a smart coach. He's a great coach. So I see Luke getting more minutes throughout the season. Harley Smith-Shields, for me, he's never been someone I've been super keen on, especially when he's playing in the centres too. His output is significantly less than one on the wing, so he'd be at number three for me. For sure. All right, before we move on, just remember Game Day Squad, we're partnering with them. Official Fantasy Comp is out now, so just either download the app or head over to gamedaysquad.com.au. The code to actually enter is in the comments, so it's NRL0HRXT. So for the next four weeks in these comps, and it's free to play, just jump on. If you want to know more about the actual Game Day Squad, me and Callum Stone, which is one of the founders of Game Day. We did a podcast last night on the stream, so just head over to the Facebook page after this. You can check out how to set up a team. It's really easy, or just listen to the audio as well. If you have any issues at all, please just send us a message, and I can take you through that as well. But just go to gamedaysquad.com.au or just download the app today. All right, next question is Nate Shearers. Now, evening, gents. Pull the trigger on which trade? Cotter and Dewey to Haas and Reynolds, or Cotter and Dewey for Tohu and DCE. Interesting one here, Riley, because Cotter, for me, with a two- to four-week injury, is a straight trade-out. Dewey didn't do captain's run today, but he's actually made the cut 
for the final 19. So that could be some mind games from Tim Sheens because generally, especially this early in the season, if you don't do captain's run, generally it means you're not playing. So realistically for me, having a look, I actually wouldn't mind doing Tohu and Reynolds and breaking this up a little bit. The reason why I'm saying that is with Haas and DCE, you're bringing in two origin players. So I think with Reynolds and Tohu, not only are you bringing non-origin players in, you're bringing in two guns that I think that you can hold for a long time. But keen to hear your thoughts here, Rolls. Backing up exactly what you said, TK, as well. Plus, you bank a little bit of cash. So I think that's a great option. A little bit more in the kitty. You could potentially look at doing an upgrade next weekend of a mid-range or a cheapie who potentially has failed. Uh, someone like Matt Dory, if he doesn't go off the way we think tonight, next week, with close to potentially 150k in the bank, you could look to go up to Lemu Lemu. So, definitely smart uh, choice there. I think going uh, Reynolds and Tohu for sure. Our next question, Matt Eastgate. Hey lads, thinking Cotter out for Lemu Elu and BMM out for Sloan can move Hopgun to mid to join Haas and Murray. Thinking about making a bit of cash thoughts. There's obvious replacements. There is an obvious replacement for Cotter. It's an interesting one because realistically here, Rolls. He's trading out two mids. That's my only concern with this one. But he is bringing in two guys that will generate a hell of a lot of cash and I actually think are very good players to actually play in your 17 from week to week. Cotter's not going to be playing for a month. BMM has really let us down. So I'm liking these trades, mate. What's your thoughts? Yeah, tend to agree with you there as well, TK. The only issue with trading in someone like Sloan, I wouldn't like to have him and Warwick both in your starting wing fullbacks. Mm. I would like to have at least potentially Miller and Turbo Walshy there as well to partner him. Just give you a little bit of reliability yep. uh, in scoring. Great the problem us. with cash and sitting that much in the bank, I know you did this last week, uh, trading the chin out. You've got a lot of money there sitting in your salary cap doing nothing. So I'd be looking to trade a gun in. I know cash generation is important at this time of season, but getting a few extra points is also going to put you up the ranks now and you can have less to make up early on. So I think we've got to find that balance. Yeah, I think so too. Next question is Stefano. Cherboys, Stone, Camperero, Tamari Martin as his last bench spot. For me, I'm going Tamari Martin. Rolls? Yeah, Tamara Martin. Shooter will get on his back uh, this weekend and cheer him home. Perfect. Sterling uh, Tudor. Is Cotter to Tommy a good trade? I have Miller and Walsh in my wing fullbacks. That's pretty much the ultimate wing fullback combination at the moment, don't you reckon, Ross? Definitely. And because it is the ultimate wing fullback combination, I would question whether you do have not a lack of job security, but just, I suppose, less output in other positions. So I would look to... Make sure your hooker, mid, and your half position is shored up with a centre such as Staggs, who is a reliable, hopefully a reliable scorer from now on with a decent uh, few matchups to come. I think so too. Dave Pryor, would you keep Tory or Tricky Lads? Can only keep one. Cheers up, up, my man, Dave Pryor. Big shout out to him. For me, it's Matt Dory, only because I think he's going to have a bigger role off the bench, Rolls. Yeah, Dory, just because he's got that job security going forward, Trindle's. Most likely going to be a trade next week if he gets on the field uh, due to that B having sort of leveled out. Nice. Now, next question, Anthony Baldwin. Chin for 44. What's your prediction on this one for the chin? If the chin gets 44, I'll probably be cheering because I don't think I'm going to put the captaincy tag on him at this stage. (laughs) I've got chin for 48. So I think he'll get close to a 50, but he doesn't generally play that well against Parra, and it is pissing down outside at the moment. So we'll see how that one goes. Scotty Lynchfield, Litchfield, sorry. Moses with a sealed deal takes out the Panthers, or are we clutching? He's getting narratives here, Riley. Well, we've seen uh, players who've signed big contracts, a.k.a. Jeremiah Nanai. They've sort of flopped yeah. since then. So backing Moses for potentially a sub-35 tonight. Ah, nice. All right. CJ Sadden, Samet, who is the best cheapy option to buy this round? Sean Bloor worth a look? I think we've got to move on from Sean Bloor. What do you reckon there, Ross? Yeah, he's another one I've got sitting in my emergencies as well. Going to keep him just because he's a green dot and he does have the potential to generate cash. But as soon as a decent, cheap cash he does come along, I'll be looking to move him on straight away. I think... Uh, Kepi and Sloan are pretty good options this week. You do have to pay up a little bit more. Mm. I just don't see a lack of uh, any decent quality options, sub 300K, um, hence going up to Kepi and Sloan. Yeah, I think it's a patience game, right, Rolls, at the moment. 
I think because it's round four, everyone's worrying about these cashies. I think stick with the cashies you've got. Most of them probably will turn it around. And then it's a long season. Like, what happens if Turbo... I'll put this analogy. If Turbo get, does his hamstring, just say, on when they play. The next guy in weeks is at 230... I think he's at 220K. So, so this is what happens during an NRL season. you just got to not waste trades, especially on someone like Sean Bloor. Same thing. Something might happen at the Tigers where Sean Bloor gets a start next week, and but you get to have a little look-see and wait until he's starting, right? Well, Bateman shifted into the middle last week and Sean Bloor ended up playing majority of the game on that right-hand side. So, again, he could be similar to Dory and sort of lock down a 50-minute roll on that right edge. We're not sure yet. Um, we've only got a one sample, so something to definitely track, and I wouldn't be punting him yet. Yeah, he's got a 27 in 55 minutes, so showing a pretty good output there. Next question, friend of the show, Jared Luck. Hey, Legends, who would be your three captain choices from these? Robson, Haas, Hopgood, Murray, and Cleary. I'm leaning towards Haas at the moment because I'm feeling mentally fatigued, and I guarantee, mate, NRL fantasy is a bit of a head fuck, and it can really destroy your mental health. For me, considering what you just said, I would stick with either Haas or Murray, and, yeah, I think that's probably where I'd go right now. But, Riley, your thoughts? Shout out to Jakey as well because at Cricket Train on Tuesday we were talking about this as well. We're both mentally stuffed from our captains having gone poorly. So I think Haas and Murray are two clear options there for me, potentially Murray at number one, Haas at two, Cleary at number three, just with the weather around tonight. The issue with him so far has been the lack of attacking stats he's registered. So potentially steer clear of him if it could be a low-scoring game. Nice. Now, Matt Dugan, uh, Duggan, sorry. Boys, I'm running Boyd and Tricky in the halves this week while holding Walker through the bye. I've only made one trade so far, which is Butcher to Sloan. I've got 262K in the bank. Should I let it run as is or I drop someone like Nichols for SJ? I've got plenty of mid-cover, but I've burnt trading active players in a hole the past two weeks. Garner, then Stags help. thing with this one, Riley, is I just don't think in the starting... I know that the starting lineup is the same as your bench, but realistically, if you're carrying Tricky in your bench, you've probably got two gun... at least two medium to gun halves, I think. At the moment, he's just got a semi-medium half in Boyd, and then someone that might not even take the field. For me, I think he's got to make a trade, especially with that much money in the bank. What's your thoughts? Yeah, definitely TK. The other option, I don't know if he does have enough cash, but Butcher to SJ would be a great single trade to make this week just mm. to shore up your half position. SJ and Boyd is a decent half position for this week, and then you add Sloan back in there as well uh, with Boyd have, having the buy next week as well. So potentially do look at Nichols for SJ as well as another decent option. Nichols is similar to Ryan Sutton. They're not urgent trade-outs, but they're a path to a player uh, that could get you there if need be. So I would consider it, but I wouldn't pull the trigger um, unless you have to. Yeah, I think so too. All right, Dazza. Dazza. First time Turbo plays in the wet with his Hemi. Should we hold off a week? Look, I think we're just kind of like going into narratives there. I think if you really want him, just go for him this week, Daz. Thoughts, Rolls? Yeah, Daz might have head noise like me, TK, but if he does blow his hammy, I tell you what, I am absolutely spamming that talking league chat. <laughs> no doubt. Next question, Ryan Nelson, Trindle to Sloan. I like it, considering that I think he's kind of made a play that he wants to, he thinks that Tricky's money-making is over and wants to solidify another cashy moving forward. I like this trade, Riley. Yeah, definitely. One cashie's finished up and you've got another cashie's hit the scene. So bring him in and keep your cash generation going. Perfect. Liam Collins. G'day, lads. I'm doing Dewey and Egan Butcher out for Reynolds and SJ on the thinking that Dewey will lose as much cash as Sloan make this week. Thoughts on this logic? Well, he's getting two really, really good halves here, mate. So I don't mind it, especially if he's got some cover for the edge. Thoughts here, Ross? Yeah, I think they're two great halves options there, TK, as well. S- Adam Reynolds and SJ, I'm pretty sure they both play that first buy round as well. So definitely uh, two halves to lock in there. I th- SJ has value, and they're two that a lot of coaches have been tossing up between them with uh, this week. I think that value for SJ, though, potentially does get him over Reynolds. And I suppose the lack of attacking stats he has registered so far this season gives him even more upside, only with one try assist. So definitely love those two trade-ins. 
Nice. Now, next question. Paul Chapman, I have David Fafita, Hopgood Katoa, Preston and Dory. I have 231K in the bank. I'm moving Dave. Any great ideas for a buy? And I have no hooker cover. I'm thinking Marnie. Thoughts? This is interesting because I had a thought about this for people that actually do have David Fafita. Given they have a buy next week, don't you think it's probably a better idea here, Riley? Maybe wait a week and just kind of wait for maybe someone like a Jaden Braley. See how he actually comes back, mate. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Jaden Braley is someone I think we all need to track really hard this weekend. Super high B, going to lose a stack of cash, plays at round 13. I think he's a hooker we could lock into our squads early on. Just looking at his draw too, um, with Marnie having the buy in round 13, uh, if I was to have both Braley and Marnie in my squads, I cover our all major buy rounds at the moment. So I think that's something very handy to have. Locked in at this early stage. Nice. Now, next question, Din Van. Should I keep Cohen Hess? I've used the three data on real on him. If I trade, who would I trade him to? Now, Riley, Cohen Hess, mate, is priced at 453k. He's averaging 30 over his three games. Now, he's got a break even this week, a little bit higher than that of 36. Having a look at his stats, mate, he's played, what, 60 pretty consistent minutes, 68, 65, and 68. But as a Cowboys fan, what have you made kind of his performances? I haven't been super impressed so far this season uh, with Hess. I suppose he's not a BMM player, but he's just, I suppose that lack of work rate on the edge has been slightly concerning and it's shown in his fantasy output. So I really would consider going to someone like Kepi. I think potentially missed uh, Leo Thompson a week too late on him. So I think Cappy's a great option to trade in, plus you bank some cash. Nice. Now, Tamiro, has the Cardi party ended with Dory ready to steal his minutes from the bench? Rolls, I do, like we've kind of touched at the start of the show, I expect him maybe to come on for Madison, go into lock. I did, like, NRL Physio brings out a great kind of weekly report, and they Parramatta have been pretty cagey on kind of the return of Sean Lane, but Sean Lane himself, they reckon... He reckons he's back in about a couple of weeks. That is my only concern with just bringing Cardi Party in. I think if you've had him from round one, you're a legend because you've made a stack of cash from someone that's not very good at all. But right now, I think you're chasing your tail here, Ross. Yeah, I definitely think so. The issue uh, with cash is we need to look at TK is you need him to make 150K. Uh, as we looked at in the Talking League textbook at the start of the season, you want to get your team value up to around 14 mil. So... To do that, we need our cashies to make approximately 150k, if not more, the mm. better. So, potentially missed out on Cardi. I don't see 150k in the next. I suppose we don't know how long is the issue as well. So, have to sit um, and let him go through to the keeper. Yeah. Next question: Zaya the Messiah Alchin, boy, spicy captain this week. I've got Nick Meany against the Tigers, mate. You have lost the plot. I don't think you can go Nick Meany here, mate. You got to go a little bit of safety here, Ross. I think if you're going to go Nick Meany, you've got to go the chin, surely, if you're going to back that narrative. He might have been the chin, mate. Oh, been the chin. Uh, Melbourne could bounce back this week. Uh, Meany has been playing quite well well for him at fullback as well. That potentially hybrid hybrid role, sorry, with Munster there. So you never know. He could be a shining light. Next question, Matty Williams. Tricky off the bench, no guarantee you even get in the park yet. Correct. We don't actually know what Fitzy's going to do with him this week. Like we said last year, Fitzy gave him about 17 minutes average off the bench last year. So it'll be interesting to see there. Aparima, worth playing Mawali this week. Now, Ross, he's kind of come back to that 20-minute mark. He's kind of been struggling since he was starting from the last couple of weeks. I think they've been managing him a little bit because, again, he's only 20 years old and he's uh, mid at the moment. So they do have an undermanned lineup. They've pushed Cheekham back to the bench this week. But what's your thoughts kind of on that mid-rotation there, Ross? Compare Mowali a little bit to Spencer Lenu at Penrith. We've got these two, I suppose, gun mids that have been talked about a lot, and they're getting a lack of minutes at a high PPM. So we need Mowali to get up to that 30 to 35 minutes. We saw in round one against the Sharkies, he started at prop and scored 34 points in 39 minutes, which is great. Priced at uh, 293K, the break even at 19. Yep. You need to be looking at him. We need him to be averaging out at 29 every week. And based on the sample that we have, he needs to be getting at least 35 minutes per week to achieve that. So right. at the moment, I, I don't see that. Uh, and you've, you'd have to track that this week, I think. Um, I wouldn't take the risk with playing him just yet. 
Now, Rolls, you're going to love this one, mate. Caleb, wrong, okay. Now, thoughts on Kepi, boys. Now, I know you've been thinking of Sean Kepi all week, mate, so I know that you're pumped to actually spill a bit of a narrative here, Rolls, so I'll give this one straight to you, bud. I'm super keen on uh, Kepi TK. 40 points in the first game, 39 minutes. 39 points in 38 minutes last game. That Eagles bench is super, um, I suppose, weak in terms of middle forwards. They're carrying Ben Turb on there as well with KO Weeks. So I definitely see at least a consistent 40 minutes there for Kepi, if not more if a HIA or sort of season-ending injury happens. They do have Turb on there to cover... Uh, the second row, but Kepi uh, can play on the edge as well. So I'm super keen on him, and I only see his minutes going up, not backwards. So, yeah, super keen on him. Gives your squad great depth as well. Nice. Now, Mo G, Hopkin captain. I just couldn't do it again, Riley. I think it was schoolboy error last week. Given Madison's back as well, too much risk. Your thoughts? Yeah, we don't know what Hopgun's minutes are going to be this week. So definitely, I suppose, wait and see. And we got to reset his three dates, I think. Think so too, mate. Now, next question: Charles Walters already have Karaz, Miller, and Warbrick. Do I get Turbo or get a cash in Kepi for Talau? Rolls, I think Kepi because like he's already got both Karaz and Miller. Spent a lot of money in that wing fullback. Sure up the you know we talked about getting a bit of a squad. I think Kepi does that instead of Turbo there, bud. Thoughts? Yeah, definitely with Karaz in there. I don't think at this stage of the season yet you can afford to have stacked in three. I suppose, gun wing fullbacks uh, that are high scoring yet. So I definitely go Kepi and just, I suppose, spread a little bit more cash around your squad because you don't want to have a couple of positions stacked and be let down in others. So I think that point scoring overall is very important. Yeah, I think so too. Next question is Martin Mache. Have we settled on the opinion that we give a Dewey a shot at fullback or pull the pin early? I'm probably in the, the bold here of maybe giving him a bit of a shot here, especially if you don't have fires to put out rolls. Yeah, definitely. And with the dual position updates in round six as well, uh, he's got time to earn that wing fullback tag. So if he does, I can straight straight swap him to there as well and have three guns in Walshy, uh, Miller and Dwight Dewey. So I think at least give him one date and see how he goes this week. If he does flop, though, definitely move him on next week for someone like SJ. Yeah, and I, sorry, I should have said if you do have fires, I think there's better things to have a look at. But just the team lists are in here, Riley. So Zach Hosking has replaced Liam Martin in the starting lineup. So he's out. Parramatta as per program, so they're 1-17. to 17. That's the only change. 18th man is Jake Arthur for Parra, and 18th man for Penrith is Matthew Eisenhuth. Next question, uh, Charles Walters. Am I the only one thinking Lemu Elu might be a trap? Potentially, because the thing is they've moved Bromwich into the middle there, Riley. So there's always a chance that Lemu Elu does not perform. So the thing is, Brisbane might absolutely might be the first team, considering how good they are, to absolutely because we've been waiting for this right rolls. We've for the last three weeks we've been going, oh they're going to get spanked, they're going to get spanked. There's going to be a team that spanks them. Like we saw in the trials, like this is a long period of time for them to hold consistency. Now they've cocaine bear got suspended. They've got a couple of injuries in the mids. The like the squad's starting to get kind of mixed up a little bit. Milford probably is coming in for his first game tomorrow. Like a lot of things have changed. Brisbane are in form, and I actually think they're the best team in the NRL right now. And I think they might be the team to actually what give him a good little hiding tomorrow. Well, Suncorp is Reese Walsh's house and Andy wore eyeliner on Tuesday. So I think we do have to hop on that Broncos narrative. I don't necessarily think Lemu Lemu is a trap. I do think he has job security on that uh, left edge there. Kenny Bromwich moving into uh, the front row. I definitely see as something the Dolphins will pursue for a couple of weeks. He's not going to get moved within two weeks. Wayne's not someone to do that. He's going to give someone a decent crack. So... Potentially, Bromwich could move back to the edge to cover uh, Felice Fusi, the cocaine bear out. So I don't think he's a trap. He's still a good trade-in, but we're still unsure about his job security long-term. I think so, too. Gerald Ward, BMM to Sloan, worth a trade. I'm on the fence. Is this, again, one of these luxury trades here, Raleigh? I don't think so, TK, just with BMM sitting in your emergencies. Sloan's cash generation, he has scored a try in both games. I think with potentially inflated stats. So something to watch there and maybe third dating. We do three date people for a reason. If he doesn't score a try this week, is he only going to score a 30? And does that 
I suppose, upside and cash generation slow down. I do think he is a good trade-in, though, to uh, continue cash generation. Well, for a guy that's a starting edge, is he the worst fantasy player, considering he is a forward, that we have ever seen? Because I know back in the day, Stimson, from who's playing for the Titans now, you know, he had some fair games for the for the Storm, then moved over to the Doggies, and we expected this guy to just be this superstar, but never happened. He's probably the most comparable player. But I've never seen this. A guy that sits on the edge, he had 12 tackles in round two in 71 minutes. <laughs> the thing is, though, TK, like, he absolutely lit it up in the trials as well. And we all traded him in, well, not everyone, but a lot of coaches did start the season with him as a loop option. So the other concerning thing is he's got two missed tackles in round two and one missed tackle in round three. So it's not as though he's missing a stack of tackles as well. It's just that lack of work rate on the edge combined with a lack of run meters. So I definitely think he's someone to move on. He just doesn't have that upside that we did think he had. And it's a reason why you three-date people. You don't just go off uh, one performance. I think so too. Rich Martin, looking forward to catching up. Yeah, hell yeah, Rich. So everyone that is in Auckland on Sunday, just remember, get over to Garrison Public House. We've been on a live podcast from 1 p.m. before heading over to the game. So it's me, Kyle, Tim, and Jay Warriors. Garrison Public House, which is in Sylvia Park, Auckland. The same question from Rich. Trading Dewey and Sutton to Lemu Lelu and Robson gives me a gun hooker. Only have Boyd at the moment in centre coverage and spend the next week. See, this is a smarter sort of strategy, I feel, mate, because he has kind of like a long game in mind because everyone needs a gun hooker eventually. So he's fixing that problem. And at the same time, he's also fixing the problem that he has with his centre coverage. So even though I don't like trading out Sutton for most people, in this case, I'll actually make an exception. What's your thoughts? Yeah, sort of agree with you there, TK. Just reading a little bit further down there, I would spend the next weeks upgrading my down and dirty wing fullbacks. I probably would consider that a little bit more of a priority, Mm. especially since I do consider Robson potentially being a little bit overpriced at the moment. I do see Marnie uh, at the moment being in sort of a tussle with Robson as that third best hooker. With Jaden Braley coming on the scene next week, you can save nearly close to 200k so i would be super keen on him and getting someone like turbo walsh in this week just to shore up your wing fullbacks a little bit and improve your scoring there good advice mate now dan dalgetty evening lance who is a good cash out if i was to trade boyd was to generate some cord for some other trades Ross for me considering that he has a buy next week i just think that maybe you wait a week because i've got a consideration of trading because i've got cash in the bank boyd to Jaden braley if i like what i see this week but Considering that Boyd is playing this week, obviously there's got to be some other fires that he's going to put out. For me, it's a hold. Yeah, I think Boyd definitely is a hold this week. He did return, I suppose, to a little bit of fantasy form last week. We'll call it with a decent score. So I would give him another date as well. He potentially hasn't lived up to the hype of what we thought during the preseason. But the boys did highlight on Wacky Wednesday, I'm pretty sure from memory, he has only played one full game. So we want... Our starting halfback is going to play 80 minutes most weeks uh, unless they do receive a head knock. So I would wait and give Boyd another date as well. Just a little bit of mail that popped up too, TK. Ken Mamalo has joined uh, the Titans effective immediately after oh, wow. they released Paddy Herbert. Okay, there you go. Nice. Thank you for that, mate. Daniel Tinbrink. Hey, boys, loving the podcast. Ranked 7,700. Going okay. Thinking trading either Egan Butcher and Liero to Harris, SJ Reynolds, or Sloan. Ditch Dewey and Butchard, SJ Reynolds and Harris. Either two of the three. Currently got three gun mids in Tarpany, Murray, and Carrigan. Or make one trade, Butchard, SJ, and give Liero and Dewey one more week. Now... I'm assuming that he's got three mid-game guns in Tarpany, Murray, and Carrigan, and that probably includes Hopgood as well. So I reckon we can scratch probably Harris from that list, don't you reckon, Ross? Yeah, I do agree with you there, TK. The other one I would scratch is Liero as well. With Munster back this week, I see a little bit more ball on that left edge as well. I think it has been a little bit skewed to the right edge the last couple of weeks, just with Hughes running the show. Yeah, what do you reckon? Egan Butcher to Sloan, bank the cash, and then have a little reset and think about next week? Yeah, potentially have a little reset, and then you could look at uh, doing Dewey, 
uh, up to, say, Grant, or you could even bank a little bit more cash again and go to SJ, look to get in two guns next week. I do think Reynolds and SJ are both great buys at the moment, uh, and they will be next week as well. But if you did want to, I suppose, improve the output of your 17, you could look to bring one of those two in this week, I think. Yeah, I think the dilemma with Dewey at the moment is I think it's probably going to take him maybe three or four weeks to actually settle in at fullback. So I actually think that people that don't have him now will be best off probably waiting because they've got a buy coming up as well. Post the buy, is probably going to be a jewel and he might be sitting in that high 500s and he's probably going to be a pretty cheeky buy for people that have actually not had him from the start of the season. So just keep him on the watch list because I think he could be a very good buy coming up. Now, Dory, Michael, uh, Keeman, Collier. Dory to Lemuelu, worth the trade. If he's got the cash, I don't mind this because he's going to pick up a guy that is probably going to score more than Dory, both in an edge, and then he picks up a second centre. Riley, your thoughts? Uh, I don't know, TK. I think that might be slightly a little bit of a luxury, luxury. trade. We're not yep. sure on Dory's role at the moment yet. Uh, Lemu Lemu is starting on the edge for the Dolphins at the moment. Dory is still going to make cash uh, with a low B this week, so I would hold uh, at least give him one date. Yeah, I think so. Brayden Byrne, too late to the Cardi party. I think it might be, mate. I think he might have a couple of weeks left. Lane is very close, apparently, to coming back. Sean Doyle, what's your Wacky Wednesday schmoky cash cow that no one is talking about? I'll go first. Big Tino's brother, Isaac, he looked awesome last week. Did you get a little look-see at Isaac there, Riley? Yeah, I did, TK. He did look really good on the field. The only issue with him is the lack of minutes. At the moment, we saw Holbrook sort of wanted to play in 10, minute, 10 to 15 minutes either side of half time. Mm. I don't see that as being enough to be uh, 10 points of value at the moment. So he might be one come end of the season uh, with a little bit of an increased role, but I'd sort of hold off at the moment. I'm going to go back to my man, Kepi. I still think he's a great cashy, 10 points of value. Uh, low ownership at the moment, so I think he's a great one to have. Yeah, I think so too. Just having a look at his appearances from last year in the Q Cup, averaged about 46 fantasy points, so 153 metres, so he's got a little bit of game there. Obviously, he comes from good pedigree as well, so one, like Riley said, probably for the back end of the season there. Now, next question is, probably can just do this one, Michael, Keeman Collier again, Liero Ducati, now I think just hold there, as Riley said. Munster is back this week, so at least give him a shot there with his half-partner back. Josiah Bell, best half to get right now. Reynolds or SJ for long-term keep? Riley, I like both of them. The only reason why I've gone SJ this week is because I've got a stack of Broncos players, so I don't want to overdo it on Broncos players. I'm also going to see what SJ in the flesh on Sunday, but he's also 100K cheaper. So it, makes, it just it gives me the availability next week to potentially trade out Tanner Boyd and move up to a Jaden Braley quite comfortably. So for me, it's all about money, and I think these two guys, SJ for me, we're all hating on him, but we can't be hating no more because he's past three dates playing really good footy. That value in SJ is great, TK, and I'll go back to the attacking stats again. One try assist so far in three games. There is that upside there. Reynolds has been absolutely on fire for the Broncos, uh, consistently registering attacking stats. So... He is potentially going to be a season-long keeper as well. I just see more value uh, in SJ. Look, so far this season, Reynolds has registered four try assists in his first three games. So he will consistently do it uh, compared to Johnson, who hasn't shown that yet this season. But Johnson's base stats are just so great Mm. uh, through his kick meters, uh, run meters, and his um, tackle efficiency is something he's actually improved a lot this year as well. So I'd hop on the SJ uh, bandwagon if I was you, Desire. Mate, he's like you said, his efficiency in defense. Is it two tackles mm. he's missed in the whole season there, Roll? It's something ridiculous, right? Because at the Sharks, mate, he used to be a turnstile, and we used to give it to him on that right edge. Him and Nakora and Ramian just going there together. He has missed four tackles in three games. I've just got that in front of me. That's amazing, Rolls. I think what was even better uh, last week when they played the Roosters, him and Sam Walker both missed zero tackles, which is pretty much just an anomaly. So it's great to see that SJ, I suppose, in the latter end of his career now is, I suppose, bouncing back, as we call it, uh, in fantasy land. And, yeah, it's great to see. And he's, I suppose, revived his career as a season-long keeper. Yeah, next question. Same, Very similar. Thoughts on getting Adam Reynolds and SJ as I have. Trindle, Dewey, and uh, Walker or play Boyd and get SJ and Walsh. Considering he's got Boyd, I think he actually can just afford to get one here, Riley. And 
For me, I'm going SJ personally, but what's your thoughts? You can play Tanner Boyd this week, man. Yeah, you can play Tanner Boyd this week. I would go SJ as well just because we want uh, at least one of Cleary or Hines in our squad as well. So I think if you've got Reynolds, SJ, and Cleary potentially in the next two or three weeks, you've spent too much money in your halves and you haven't spread enough cash around your squad. So I would consider just going one of them. That way you can afford to get Cleary and Hines in because they are your two primary targets in the half position. Next question, Brock Capri. Do you know when they're adding players' pitches? I think the reason why here, they kind of went on strike when the pitches were getting taken. They went some sort of media strike because of their agreement that they were doing. So who knows? We might even be stuck with blank pitches or not. So I'm not sure, Brock, but that's the latest like I heard. I know that around that agreement period that they were just not doing media. So I think they skipped a few of the photo days. Now, Ben Alexander, Mitch Moses, captain, narrative after a new contract, or is it time to sell now? He's on the dotted line. You gave a bit of a narrative on this one, Rolls, earlier in the night. Yeah, I'm going to back Moses uh, to drop down the line now. I think with, especially when Sean Lane comes back as well, something I have been watching is Dylan Brown scoring so far this season. It's been a slight little bit of regression in his game as well. So I think once Lane's back, dual bags will pick back up and I suppose take a little bit of responsibility off Moses and we'll see a little bit of regression in him. He has started the season on fire. Again, he is a player who's highly reliant on attacking stats and he has received those. It's just whether he can consistently do it or not uh, is a concern uh, and I suppose issue with him uh, at this stage. Hey, Rolly, Dylan Brown, 700k, break even of 51 tonight. You know, you bring up a point, you know, him and Lane had one of the best combinations last year in the NRL. He's someone that's only at owned at 3%, picking up a little bit of game over the last couple of weeks. Maybe a little bit of an alternative here, considering that he's a Kiwi, and then Parramatta have that kind of like really deep buy as well. I had dual bags last year, uh, TK, and he was absolutely outstanding. The one thing that stands out, uh, for dual bags for me, is his uh, net tackle count. We see so far it's an absolute defensive nightmare on that left edge for Parramatta at the moment, defending beside Cardi and Wonga Blake. He's only recorded three missed tackles so far across the first three games in the season, so I don't know how he's managed to do that, but he has. His net tackle count is absolutely awesome. The one game he's registered try assists in this season was round two against the Sharkies where he got two, and he scored 60 fantasy points. Just quickly... Quickly looking at his stats um, so from last season, he had try assist in each of his first uh, six games with a lower score of 31 in round one. So potentially working into his role a little bit there. He did have five missed tackles, but I think with a break even of 60 this week, he will drop below a 700K potentially. He's one we need to keep an eye on, uh, particularly when Sean Lane is back. I think so. Anaru, worth trading Boyd and Liero to SJ and Luke. That's a huge luxury trades. So you can wait a week on both of those. Now, next question is Wilts. Now, Captain Cleary or Grant, what's your thoughts for me? Well, I don't even have Cleary, so I've got to go Grant. But one of these Thursday hoodoos, mate, I'm going Grant. I just don't think I can back the chin. What's your thoughts here, Ross? Yeah, I would go Grant, uh, ideally there, TK. Thursday hoodoo. I do have the chin, and I'm probably not going to back him this week. I just want to see, I suppose where the chin is at in his sort of gameplay at the moment, particularly if it is wet. And the, like I highlight at the start of the show, the issue with him is the lack of attacking stats he has registered at the start of the season. If it is wet, he potentially may struggle to register them tonight. Nice. Now, next question is Jack Gunner. Toho, SJ, this week I need depth at both positions. Toho, hopefully a season-long keeper, and SJ keeps me enough cash to hopefully bring in Walsh next week. I think he's kind of answered his own question here, Rolls. I think because of the cash situation and bringing in Walsh next week, I'm in the kind of boat that Toho's, because of his kind of, he's going to flatline, right? Because he's not going anywhere to anytime soon. For me, SJ, lower break even, so I'd probably go with him. Thoughts? Yeah, spot on there, TK. I think you look at SJ, who can we say he's going to average around the 50 mark across the next few weeks, and you look at Walshy, probably around the 40 to 45, so there's 90 to 95 points per week. You look at Tohu, who's probably going to average 55, let's say, and if he doesn't bring in Tohu, he's got to bring in someone like Sloan of Perham, who I think is going to average uh, roughly around the 30 mark. So there's only 85 points. So I think you're making an easy 5 to 10 points each week by going SJ and Walsh. Nice. Now, next question is Ryan. It's just coming up now. Let me just 
turn this off. Sorry, it was playing up. Ryan Camp, how guys going? Cotter and Talau to Sloan and Lemu Elu. This week will leave me with 472k in the bank. Planning to use that for Hines in round seven. Yeah, I don't mind this, Riley, straight off the bat, right? Because you're getting rid of two players that aren't even playing this week and you're getting a couple of cashies that could make you some good money and give you a little bit of depth in that lineup. Thoughts? Yeah, spot on, TK, I think. The only issue with leaving that much cash in the bank is how many points are you leaving behind and, I suppose, not securing each week in the overall scheme of things. Potentially, what we're in round four this weekend and you're looking to do that in round seven. So I would be looking to use some of that cash and not have so much in the bank yet because there is going to be chances and opportunities between now and round seven to make slight downgrades here and there to have enough cash in the bank to go up to Heinz in round seven. So I would look to use a little bit more and potentially get someone like SJ in this week who I think is going to consistently hit a 50, uh, unlike someone like Lemma Lemma who may be only around the 40 mark. Nice. Now, Rich Martin, Ford, yeah, I don't mind it, especially for someone that is a dual position and is quite cheap at the moment. Mike Patterson, Sam Walker for SJ. That is a massive luxury trade. Do not do that. Dan Dimitrescu, now he is, what are your thoughts on Sloan? You reckon he could hit 400K? He's got a negative break even of six. So if, even if he was hit 20 this week, he would get 30Ks at 324K. So he would get at 350K. So I think he'll hit 400K quite easily. Is Boyd a sell man that is coming from Hobie? No, he is not. It's because he's got to buy next week. You may as well wait a week. Now, Riley, next question is Michael Keeman and Collier again. Play Lemu Lelu or Alamotti? What do you reckon, mate? Alamotti's been kind of outperforming these last couple of weeks here, Riley. Is he due kind of maybe a quiet week? Yeah, potentially TK. And coming up against uh, the NZ boys, Waz, who have started the season super strong, could get shut down on that left edge a little bit. Burton has did look like he come into a little bit of form last weekend uh, with kick out and the fox on that edge. So definitely a lethal threat there and opportunities to register consistent attacking stats. I suppose the thing is, Lem, uh, Alamotti, sorry, could only get you a 25 to 30 uh, points this week. Rather, Lemu Lemu is probably going to be a safe 40 to 45 points. So if you want to go the safe option, go Lemu Lemu. But if you uh, want to go the risk play with potentially upside, go Alamotti. Nice. Joshua McIntosh, he wants to know, looking at trading Dewey and Sam Walker. For me, Sam Walker is a definite no. Dewey, it just depends on how many fires. What's your thoughts on that one, Riley? Yeah, spot on. Depends how many fires you got. I think if you got Cotter, he's a definite sell this week. If you're looking to get another gun in, though, or you're eyeing someone like SJ, I think you can potentially trade Dewey, but he's not a must-trade this week. I think a lot of people need to give him at least one date to see how he does go because most likely he will get that wing fullback tag, which could be very, very handy. Nice. Now, next question is Martin Mesher again. Looking to play the Chin or Reynolds in game day squad. I'd probably play Renault in that one. Let's look for a couple of last questions here, Riley, before we wrap things up. Jason Vickery, is Preston a better love interest than any Sharks player? That's a very big call considering Nico Hines is back here, Riley. Yeah, well, if you want to go Preston as your love interest, I think you've got to love cash generation because he is absolutely on fire the last couple of weeks. mid fifty score last week, upwards of around 60 to 70K earned. So he is an absolute gun and someone that should be in a lot of people's uh, teams for the next probably month. Yeah, for sure. Patrick Jert is hosking a buy with Martin out. No, he is not. I think you've just got to chill on that one. Why don't we do this one as the last one for the night here, Riley? Jordan Gibbons. So he wants to go Dewey for SJ and Bloor for Kepi. This is a good one for you because I know how much you love Kepi. A few luxury trades here, but Riles? They are luxury trades, TK, and Dewey and Bloor are probably both players we want to watch this weekend to give a date and see what their role is in that team. I suppose if you are potentially falling behind a little bit, you do want some, I suppose, certainty in points. So I think Bloor and Kepi are both great trade-ins. Fair chance Bloor is probably sitting in your emergency as well. So I think he's even a, a better trade-in. Uh, Kepi's a better trade-in, sorry, to add a little bit more depth to your squad. So I would potentially pull the trigger if you've got no other spot fires. Perfect. Well, that wraps us up, ladies and gentlemen. Riley, big grand final preview tonight. Uh, preview game tonight between Penrith and Parramatta what's your tip and what are you thinking I'm gonna go Penrith I think uh, to bounce back uh, this week after the bye 
I tell you what, Para have not been helped so far with their draw to start the season. I think Andy's at the game, so you'll probably hear him uh, shouting from the stands. He might be up Moses actually, uh, telling him to do something after he's secured, uh, signed his big contract. So I think Penrith uh, in a close one, I think the boys probably hit nail on the head given uh, Para. I think it was a seven and a half start. So I think Penrith by four. Mate, to make sure one of us are right, I'm going to go Para. So I'm going to go Para by eight and the the chin gets binned. So he's going to cop a little bit of a sin bin there tonight for being a naughty boy and having a big chin. So you look out for that one. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. Just remember, if you're in Auckland on Sunday, we will be at Garrison Public House, which is a couple of Ks from Mount Smart Stadium from 12 p.m. Have some beers with us and then we'll do a live show from one. Lots of prizes to be done. We have a Warriors trivia. We'll be talking plenty of fantasy. We'll be previewing the game. The boys are pumped. Hopefully we don't have too big of a Saturday night and we actually do turn up. So be there, public uh, Garrison Public House from 12 p.m. Just remember, Game Day Squad, we are giving away 10K in prizes over the next four weeks. It's free to actually play, so just head over to gamedaysquad.com.au for more information. There is a podcast I released last night as well as a live stream if you want more information. The comp code is NRL0HRKT. It is all in the episode notes, so check it out now. Have a look, especially if you're going pretty badly in Supercoach or NRL Fantasy. It's a good way to catch up and you might make some cash. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was round four Q&A. Riley, thank you for your thoughts no jakey tonight mate so even though you're a gun anyway you've kind of you've kind of like really stepped up and just carried me through this last hour mate so thank you for your thoughts tonight man thanks tk it's been good i think i might quickly go and decide if i'm gonna throw the captaincy on Haas or stick with the chin this week <laughs> i love it well ladies and gentlemen good luck with fantasy this week we'll be back well there'll be no sunday with the kiwis what we're going to try and do is we're going to try and do a live stream because we've got a couple of mates there that will probably hold up a phone. So hopefully we can bring everyone the live from Sunday at Garrison Public House. But really looking forward to seeing anyone that is out and about in Auckland, either on Saturday and Sunday. If you're out there on Saturday, please hit us up, and I'm sure that we can meet up for a beer as well. All right, guys, good luck this weekend. Let's bend the chin, and let's have a great, <laughs> great round four. We'll catch you later.